Hey Seeker, welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition, and play in the quantum, we are now besties. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. My name is Talia Joy. Welcome to the show. Okay, you guys, we got to have a conversation. Um, I'm going to bring some stuff into this episode that I've never talked about before regarding empaths. I am going to talk about how my beliefs have shifted and changed over the years in my exploration about what it means to be an empath, new information that I've been receiving from spirit, deeper opportunities of healing, and we're really just going to shake up the conversation. So if you are new to the show, welcome. This is a very powerful episode to come in on. I'm guessing you are an empath or relate as being a highly sensitive person um, or relate to being a highly sensitive person in some ways. And so I'm really excited that you are here. Here and welcome. My name is Talia Joy. I teach manifestation, but I teach it with that something more. My true purpose is to help you to activate to the higher aspects of yourself, meaning stepping into your highest self, healing, raising your vibration, manifesting the things, the experiences, the states of being that you are truly meant for. So again, my purpose is I call myself sometimes an activator or a spiritual guide, a bestie in your awakening journey. And it's really as a soul, I I'm here to help you to turn on, to activate, to to turn on to the highest parts of you so that you can co-create and create a life that your soul is yearning for. The one with abundance, freedom, health, vitality, the time is now. And I've been saying this a little bit in past episodes is there's it's almost like a cosmic urgency So I'm just going to be really quick in this um, intro, just sharing a little bit about the energy that's going on right now cosmically. So I personally don't know a ton about astrology, meaning I don't know where Mars is in any given time. And I don't always know what it means when something is in your fifth house and all of that. I've been learning a lot in the last few years from a beautiful client that was into astrology as well as my own personal discovery. So I don't know all of the details of what's going on in the cosmos, but They show me, they being my spirit team, um, they show me that right now there's not only a vortex, meaning it's time to create. Things are moving fast. We have a lot of energies in our favor of creating. So like, what do you want to create? Let's keep moving forward. Let's really step into your dreams. There's a lot happening at a quick pace. And I said in a previous episode, my Nana says it's time, like she, she used to say when she was here, shit or get off the pot. That was her saying right? And that's really, I keep hearing my spirit team. It's probably my Nana being like, that is, it is the time spiritually to shit or get off the pot. (laughs) What that means is we're evolving at a very fast pace and it's time to hop on board with your highest self to manifest what you are here for, to heal anything that is stopping you, anything that is weighing heavy on your mind and your energy. It is 
time. So there's that going on. And there's also this simultaneous energy of urgency, like it's time, come on, right? We need you. We need your soul online. We need you living your most lit up, excited life. Because as I am talking about, you know, helping you to activate the highest parts of you, when you do that, your vibration raises, you become more clear in your life and why you're here and how to co-create, but you also then activate the light in others. And I talk about that a lot on this show. I am truly here for the ripple effect. When I work with a client, it ripples into their family, into their children, into their business, into their community, into their friend circle. It, whether they have a business or not, the work we do and that they do on their own ripples out into the world. That's just what happens. And so right now there's not only a vortex portal of like, what do you want to create? If you just simply get in line with it, I know we say that so much, it's probably annoying. I should do an episode on what that really truly means, but it's kind of like step into it. Now there's a vortex going on and there's a lot of urgency. We need your light. There's more than we can comprehend going on energy wise on the planet, in the cosmos. And it's really this, it's not like a battle of light and dark, but it's like light or dark. What do you choose moving forward or staying stuck being in the old programming or moving into expansive new programming, being in the heavy restricted way of being, or moving into unlimited possibilities, being in your head or being in your intuition, being in your fear or being in your heart. This is the time to choose. So Welcome to the show. As you can tell, it's a little bit intense around here. My portal is wide open. My channel is wide open. I've been going through so many upgrades. So as I sometimes tend to say, if I get really intense, I'm not yelling at you. I'm not telling you what to do. It's the energy taking over. And I hope that you can feel the medicine through the intensity. So, you know, right now is the time. Let's do this. And today we are having a conversation about empaths. So a lot of you that have been around this show especially if you've been around for a couple of years, you might know me as teaching how to manifest for empaths. I have a signature program called the Empowered Empath. I had a program called Empath Activated where we stepped into why the empath is made this way and your unique purpose on earth. We have the Manifesting for Empaths 31 Day Challenge. These are all things, by the way, if you want to check in the show notes, you can get access to, but I'm just kind of naming, like for those of you that have been around, you've seen me do this program, these programs, you've probably taken part in some of them. I am here to speak for the empaths. I am here to help empaths to manifest because, well, it's manifest and it's step into your fullest purpose, which those are one and the same. They will help each other do the other thing. <laughs> Stepping into your purpose helps you manifest. Learning manifestation for empaths helps you stand, step into your purpose. So I am an empath and really quickly before we go forward, if there's anybody going, how do I know if I'm an empath? What is that? You might hear my kid in the background. That's just real life. Um, so an empath is a highly sensitive being. An empath is somebody who feels the energy around them. So it's not just getting a good read on people. It's literally feeling them. So you may get um, really affected by seeing violence on TV or you're someone, if someone starts crying, you might start crying or feeling it in your body. If they're laughing, you're laughing. We can sometimes become a mirror for other people because we feel them so deeply. So usually being an empath, I've talked about this many times before. You can go back to, you know, tons of the other episodes 
episodes about this. You can search in Google Awakening Her Podcast Empath or something to start seeing some of those past episodes or just looking back in the show. But those are some of the, that, that's sort of the overarching theme is an empath is a highly sensitive person. So there's something called an HSP, highly sensitive person. And then there's an empath. An empath is a highly sensitive person, but a highly sensitive person isn't always an empath. And the difference is that an empath, so a highly sensitive person feels people around them. An empath feels it in their body. So a highly sensitive person could walk into a room and be like, something's not right with them. Or can you feel the tension? Or like, I don't know why, but just that person feels off. The empath actually takes it on into their body where like, I feel your pain is that is the empath. Sometimes when you're around people who are sick or stressed or sad, you start to feel it in your body. It could be heaviness. It could be actual depression or irritability. It could just be like a pressure in your chest or a pain in your back. It just depends on the people around you. Usually empaths also deeply connect to nature because they highly feel things and nature is the highly feel things. They feel things highly. Um, and nature is the source frequency. So usually empaths are drawn to nature and appreciate that peace and quiet because they feel so much all the time. Empaths are also very prone to overwhelm, overstimulation, fabrics, texture, textures, too much noise. I always joke. The empath is the one going, turn off the volume. I'm trying to look for an address or turn off the music. I'm trying to focus because too many things is like to the empath. That's also the highly sensitive person can be overwhelmed easily. Usually empaths are also deeply connected to animals. They feel like they either communicate with them or get them or feel them really good healers, really good people to talk to. They are the people that really deeply care. So they say that an empath is on the opposite spectrum of a narcissist. I wish I had enough time today to get into that more because even that my belief and my awareness is starting to shift, but typically, and I do still agree with this enough to, you know, talk about it here, but an, a narcissist on one end of the scale is somebody who only cares about how something affects them and doesn't really care about how things affect other people. So they're usually not aware of how things affect other people. They might be the person that's like, I'm going to get what I want and I don't care how many toes it, I have to step on. They're just insensitive to what, how their actions impact others. So that is, you know, typically I'm not looking at the definition right now in front of me, but it's basically centered around self. They only really care about what they want. Whereas the empath is so feeling of other people that they generally almost care quote unquote too much about how everything affects other people. And it's hard for them to do something for themselves, like have boundaries or speak their voice because the feeling of ruffling feathers of being disappointing someone or doing something wrong. It's like, we're filled with shame. We're filled with like, what do I need to do to make them better? So I'm going to get all into this in this episode, but I just kind of wanted to break down an empath is a highly sensitive person that feels other people's emotions. They can feel sadness, feel joy, feel pain. They can get moved physically to tears by like a puppy commercial, not all the time. And I'm an empath and I don't cry at every commercial, but I'm just saying these are some of the different traits that it's like, we feel things. We feel things deeply. And I've talked about this in my courses that an empath, they've actually studied that an empath in their brain. So number one, they have a more highly sensitive nervous system. That's just a truth. And in their brain, they pick up on, I wish I had the facts in front of me, it would help, but they 
they pick up on way more stimulus in their brain. Like they perceive more stimulus than quote unquote regular people or non-empaths. So you walk into a room, you really are taking on more than your average person. You sense someone's tone of voice or their body language. You're reading their energy. Some empaths then see auras or feel auras and other you know gifts because they are so deeply connected to others, it's like they actually perceive more in a room to get a read on it. So that's now, first of all, what an empath is. There's a lot, there's many more traits and different things. That's not really what I'm talking about today, but just so you know, you're in the right place. If that sounds like you, you are an empath. Yes, it is a gift, but we're changing the conversation a little bit. Today, I want to bring you something that may trigger some people. And that's okay because I really want to start this deeper dialogue into what it means to be an empath. And before I go forward, because this stuff is really coming about in my energy and I'm going through a deep portal of work myself on my own sensitivities, which I'm going to share too, as I I'll I'll pepper in my story as I go through this episode, I am deeply called to run a four week program portal for empaths. I believe it's called empath breakthrough. I'm just getting all the details from source together on what I need to bring forward for you guys. But if this is something that really feels important to you right now and is really, you know, getting your energy or getting your attention, um, I... I am going to put together this program and it's going to be a mix of energy management tools, like how to keep your vibration and your energy, even as an empath, we're going to talk about grounding and protection and, um, a lot of these, these, um, tools that are just absolutely essential for empaths, learning how to protect your energy and not having it leaked all over everybody. And also getting more steady and stable because your up and down energy is making your manifestations up and down. If you're an empath, that's just most likely a lot of what's going on is the up and down creates up and down results. And I can speak number one on this because I am up and down and I use my own tools every day to make that more steady, to make that more even. The more I know about myself and recognize within myself and claim within myself and then have tools around it, the more I feel really empowered. And I don't feel the need to be that disempowered empath. I actually can step into it being an empowering thing. So if you want to go on this journey with me, it'll probably be four weeks. That's what I'm gathering from spirit. As you can tell, it's brand new coming through in the last week or so. And I like to be led by spirit in these things. If you are wanting to dive deeper and learn these strategies and more of what I'm talking about in this episode, check the show notes below and there will either be a registration page or a waitlist page because that is part of my mission, right? As I talk about activating these higher frequencies, but teaching empaths how to step into their power because it is a power, but there is a dark underside to it, which is what we're talking about today. And I'm going to help you with that, but click the link in the show notes. If you are interested in going deeper in this, in this awakening, um, empath journey and really coming out the other side, feeling so much more steady in your energy from someone who truly understand it, understands it as a master manifester and an empath. I definitely have had to learn how to overcome these things because manifestation, traditional manifestation never worked for me. It was never, it never worked until I learned how to manage my own energy. So I won't go on and on about that. Click the link if it sparks you. And in today's episode, it 
it's all that it's, we are talking about how we must learn how to manage our energy as an empath, but my beliefs have shifted and changed. And in this journey, I have recognized. So first I'm going to share something that I heard about five years ago. I heard somebody say being an empath is a trauma response. And that in itself gave me all the triggers because I was teaching on how being an empath is a superpower. I was teaching on how empaths have an important role to play. I've been teaching this for many years now. And I heard that and I was like, it's kind of like when people say being an empath is a curse. I always want to stand up and be like, yeah, I know it's hard, but it's not actually a curse. It's a blessing. And it gave me that same reaction where I was like, okay, Yes, we're a little sensitive, but to call it like a trauma response almost like means it's a bad thing. And again, this was about five years ago. So even my understanding on trauma response was different then. I really heard that as like, it's a bad thing, right? Just like if you have a phobia from something that happened, it would be better if you didn't have that phobia. It kind of to me was like, F you. So all these years later, I have been doing a lot of deeper healing on myself and starting to notice that I have wounds the way that we all do from like circumstances that happened, a person that let me down or bullying or, you know, abandonment or something traumatic that happened. I have that, but then I also have my constant empath energy. And in the last year, I'll just, I won't fancy foot around it. I just want to get to the point. I have noticed that the times that I am the most highly sensitive and out of my power, it does very much feel like a trauma response. So I'm just going to back up and go like my mind has been, um, I'm not going to say blown, but like expanded in the last even few weeks and months as spirit's been showing me more about this and softening and bridging the gap. So number one, being an empath is a superpower. I still believe fully in my body in this moment that we are here to be the heart of the planet. We are here to be healers, nurturers, intuitives, people that care deeply. We need people who care. We need more people that care about the way other people feel in this world, right? Imagine politicians, teachers, um, people all over the world doing charitable work. Imagine police officers. Imagine all these people being empaths or more of them being empaths. We could really benefit, right? By people caring more about other pe- how other people feel. So I'm not going to veer from that. You have a gift and your heart is needed. Your compassion, your empathy is needed in this world. However, I'm just going to explore something and I want to see how it feels to you. And I'm going to bring this into this new program because I have noticed that even though I have embraced being an empath, there are still times when it feels like being an empath is a trauma response. So we're just going to dive in. I do have notes, but I just want to share from my heart. So let's back up and talk about what I even mean by that, or like what that would even, um, like how that would even work. So what I have heard intuitively and also through like one or two teachers, like what they've kind of been saying. And then I've been reading it intuitively and really been going into a deep dive with my spirit team about this and witnessing in my own life. So they say that when you are young, if you're an empath now, I want you to just ask yourself if this is true. When you were young, 
you experience trauma or being unsafe. Things around you were not safe in one way or another. So sometimes this is physical abuse, addiction, inconsistent parents. Maybe your parents were arguing. Maybe one of your parents weren't available. You were raised by different caregivers or grandparents, or maybe you were bullied. Maybe you were made fun of. Maybe you were created different in a way that stuck out. You have a birthmark, you had glasses, something happened. And usually it was in something to do with the home life and not totally feeling safe. This could even be an emotionally explosive parent or a narcissistic parent. This could be so many different things from those capital T traumas that people think of when they think of abuse, when they think of trauma, or it could be something smaller, quote unquote smaller. It has a deep impact on your psyche though, so it's not less important, but I'm just saying it could be something that isn't something you've thought of as a total, as a trauma, but you felt unsafe. So as a child, there was a point where you recognize that you didn't have certain control over your circumstances or that scary things were happening that you, you know, couldn't control. You were unsafe. So what they say happens, and I want you to just, anyone that knows about the chakras, I want you to really think about this because this is like expanding the conversation because you didn't feel safe as a child, you could not dwell in your root chakra because you were not safe. It could have even been poverty. You were moving a lot for whatever reason. You didn't feel safe in your childhood. You came out of your root chakra. And then if you think of the sacral and the solar plexus, which are a lot about your identity, who you are, confidence, expressing yourself, being who you are, your personal identity, all that stuff, right? That's a lot of your solar plexus and your sacral. Of course, there's more to it, but you basically fled your lower chakras and went all the way up into your upper chakras. And sometimes the voice, like you maybe became a show kid that was always trying to tell jokes and make people feel better or comfort, like it's okay, I'm here. But often we even went past the throat and went into the third eye. And this was so that we could intuit so that we could become more highly sensitive, more highly perceptive of our situation around us so that we could read if we were going to be safe or not. So an example of this is I had a client that was an empath and she would share with me how she learned to read her father's body language from the second he came into the door. He, she could tell if he was drunk or not, if he was going to be raging or not, if they were safe or not. Basically by her becoming so highly sensitive that she could read every little nuance of his body language or his tone of voice, she could then decide, am I safe today or not? So sometimes we had emotionally volatile parents and we learned to read when they were starting to get overwhelmed or upset. We learned to intuit that, to perceive that, to decide if we were going to be safe. So I know personally, I can tell by the way my husband or anyone around me opens a door. It can send my nervous system through the roof. And my husband is a really great person, no abuse, no explosive behavior. But if he's having a hard day, like we have three kids and sometimes things get stressful, I can tell by the way he opens a door that he's not having a good day. And my nervous system goes on high alert, even though... There's nothing that I have to fear in him. He's not going to explode. He's not going to hit anyone, but still my nervous system 
because of when how I grew up, I could tell if my mom was in a good state or not. I could read people around us to tell how safe I was. So I want you to think about your life. I remember after I was bullied, I would become highly sensitive to who was around me. And if they were the bully or the bully's friends, I would be scanning the schoolyard, finding the bully and then being anywhere else that I could. So if we think about this, we started to not feel safe. We shoot out of our lower chakras up into our upper chakras, and then we are constantly reading people to feel how they're feeling so that we can determine if we are okay or not, if we are safe or not, if we are acceptable or not. So the next part about this is that after we shot up into our chakras and could read people really well, we also started adjusting who we were being to please others out of trauma. So back to my client with her dad, she, if he walked in and his body language was not good, whatever that meant to her, and she could tell he was drunk or he was angry or whatever, she would immediately shift who she was to try to not ruffle feathers, poke the beast. She would go quiet. She would play in her room. If there was anything wrong, she wouldn't speak up. Yes, sir. No, sir. Whatever she had to do to have him not explode. So that is an extreme circumstance. I know a lot of you though have been through things like that, but if you haven't been through something like that, thinking about how you then adjusted yourself to please somebody else or to make them feel okay. So maybe even your mom and your dad broke up or your mom, you know, had really bad boyfriends or whatever, and you witness this going on, you might run to your mom's aid and all of a sudden become a little kid who is super mature and almost takes on the adult role because you feel how she's feeling. And then you run to her to be like, it's okay, mom, I made you tea. And then you start shifting who you're being to make sure she feels okay. So first of all, there's nothing wrong with like, if my husband's having a rough day and then I go like, well, I was going to do yoga, but maybe I'll make him a nice lunch. Like that's fine. There's nothing wrong with changing who you're being on some level to help others, right? I might drop what I'm doing if my bestie needs me. That's totally normal. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how we learn to operate in the world is like reading everybody to try to figure out if we are safe, who's what, who's feeling what, to try to have a read on everything because we do not feel safe. Then if anyone's not okay, we're immediately shifting what we're doing and who we are being to make sure we do everything we can for them to be okay. And this might be you're a peacemaker. You have no boundaries. You can't say no. You're the one that helps everybody, even though you're depleted. You're the one that drops what they're doing to help somebody else. We lose the sense of me and focus so much on them. So as you go through life as an empath, I, on my next birthday, which is like a month away, not even I'm turning 40. So I've been an empath for 40 years. And over that time, I have ingrained behaviors. I have ways of doing things that I'm having to dismantle. And years ago, I started doing more of the energetic work, like the grounding, the protection, the, you know, making sure that I can function in public as an empath and regulate my energy, but it's going even deeper. Now I'm starting to notice that say my husband's feeling frustrated, even just normal stuff like family, the kids, someone just yelled at him or whatever. I immediately go like, are you okay? And the amount of times I say to him, are you okay? What was that? What, what? He's like, what? I'm like, what are you thinking? He's like, what? I was just thinking about blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, and I notice these things in me. I'll say something. I'm like, oh, I think on the weekend, like I'm going to go out and do this. And then he like, 
I don't know what, like maybe doesn't make the right facial expression or something. I'm like, what, what were you thinking? I'll cancel my plans. I will cancel them if you have a problem with it. He's like, no, I was just thinking, actually, that sounds great. (laughs) And that is an empath deeply caring about how you affect people, how people are feeling, and then trying to adjust yourself to make them okay. So you can see that this is why it makes us really good healers. Why when we can feel other people's pain and we genuinely care, we can really help people. But the problem is, is that we lose who we are. And on this empath journey, and this is what I'm going to be teaching about in this program and taking you through, because I've been doing these new techniques that have been radically changing this whole area. Because even though, and I'm going to be teaching about grounding and protection and shaking off energy, clearing your energy, those are so necessary. I will be teaching about those as well. But I also want you to start to gain the awareness of what is me and what is other. So if in this example, because it's not a big deep one, but like if my husband, if I get home and he's just been with the kids and you know, there's just been tension and I walk in and I feel tension instead of me walking around going like, what, what's wrong? How can I? And like, I was just going to do yoga, but I'm going to sabotage all my plans and like try to mediate. And he's going like, it's okay. I'm fine. It's just a tense, tense moment. I'm like, no, no, no. Can I make anyone lunch? Can I cut off the crust for anyone? Like, Not really. But instead of me doing that, I can start to sense what is my energy and what is the energy of the room, of them, and in some ways separate myself. And I can't wait to teach this. This is the first time that I'm really teaching this in this group container. I cannot wait. But it's this technique of actually separating yourself from others which sometimes sounds counterintuitive and especially to empaths because we are all about connecting to others, right? And on the spiritual journey, you've probably been like, how do I connect to others? How do I feel others? Especially when it comes to spirit team and intuition and source, we're like tuning our frequency more and more and more sensitive to see and hear and feel, see and hear (laughs) and feel and intuit more and more and more. But the problem is, is that we're losing ourself. So we need to actually start protecting our energy, calling our energy home. So in loose terms, we don't care so much about what everybody else thinks about us. We're not feeling other people's opinions and judgments, and it's not holding us back because I know clients that want to come out and be healers, but they're such empaths that they care so deeply about what their family thinks that they can't do it or anything else, right? They're so scared of being rejected that it's hard to go out on a date or whatever. There is a degree where we have to pull our power back. And the cool part, there's some of you that are probably thinking this, what I find is I, when I call my energy home, my gifts actually become better and more because I can better determine this message is for a client. This message is for me. This is, you know, something coming through me. This isn't me. It's something I need to pass on. So for any of you thinking like, but if I disconnect myself, I'm going to care less. That can't happen. That's like asking a lake to be less wet. (laughs) You cannot care less. You will always care. That's part of your superpower. But what we can do is you can have that solid inside separation and boundary that your bestie's pain is not your pain. It is in your heart. Like I care about you. You're my family, but it doesn't make you blown open and blown wide out and, and ungrounded for lack of better words. Also that whole thing I was talking about with the chakras 
We also need to, yes, be continuing to activate our intuition, but we also need to be learning how to come back into our three lower chakras. Our safety, our security, our worthiness, our confidence, our boundaries, being clear on what is right for us, being able to experience pleasure and not feel guilty and shameful and all these things. Those are the lower, those are the three lower chakras. Again, there's way more to do with those, but those are some key points. And guess where money hangs out? in the root chakra, in safety, in security, in having your needs met. Guess where confidence hangs out? In those three chakras, feeling safe and secure in who you are, in your sacral and in your solar plexus. That's the full bodied aspects of personal confidence and personal power and having your own style and being confident in who you are. And style, I don't just mean physical style, but that too. Being confident in who you are, those are those three chakras, feeling safe and secure in this life, not having to deal with always feeling abandoned, rejected, poor, you know, on the edge of not being safe, not feeling secure. That is partly because you have fled your lower chakras because you had to, you had to, to be safe. So I'm going to wrap up this episode. I highly recommend joining me in this program. It is going to be epic. Please join me in that. I cannot wait to wait to teach this information on a much deeper level and also some techniques on how to separate our energy from others to call our power back. This is also where we will start manifesting so much more because our energy isn't being leaked out into the world anymore. It's called back into our own personal power. This is where we can be more convicted, stay higher vibration, be focused on what we desire, believe we are worthy for what we desire activate that safety and that security already within us, which then acts like a magnet to manifest more. This is so important. So being an empath is absolutely a gift. However, I do, I am really starting to believe, and I'd love to know your opinions that a lot of us, that superpower started in trauma, started from having to experience life, hit the ground running and having to figure it out as we go and not feeling safe and secure as kids. And that is partly, you know, the, the dark end of it is that I do believe that in most cases it came from this place, but Spirit is showing me now that even if that's the case, if you were born into trauma or had it earlier in life and you're relating to all this stuff, even if that's the case, that too was on purpose from a higher level, from a soul perspective. So you were always meant to be an empath. You were always meant to have this gift and you were always meant to find this type of work to bring it into power. You weren't meant to be a disempowered empath your whole life. You had to gain that superpower through that trauma early in life and then really solidify that power by going on the healing, self-development, claiming, being who you truly are journey. And as you bring your energy home, learn how to truly work with it, learn that discernment of what is me and what is other and bring that shit home. You will feel so powerful in your frame because you're no longer bleeding your frame, if that really makes any sense, or leaking it onto everybody and anybody around you. Highly influenced how you feel is basically based on everyone around you, but that's not going to be the case anymore. We need you strong in who we you are, which will 
will help to activate your true gifts, your purpose, your, your path of power, because it's an energy game and you are an empath. And when that energy is leaking, there's less for you. There's less for creation. There's not that opportunity to create these boundaries and be solid in who we are. We're just constantly giving away our energy and it feels draining. It is exhausting. And so we can learn how to manage our energy, still care, still be that ear for people, still be a beautiful healer or therapist or mother or father or soul that can really give good advice and really care. Yes, but it no longer depletes you. It now actually helps you to just be, now you're actually just being of purpose, helping people, just being of purpose, caring about people, not having it deplete you into the ground so that now you're not manifesting and now your mood's not stable and now your energy isn't stable. We need you stable, your oxygen mask before other people's. And I promise you will never become cold, not caring, close hearted. You just can't. It's like asking a lake to be less wet. You will always care. You will always have that. But my job with you is to leave you and to help you to be empowered, empowered in who you are so that you can truly create the life that you are here to create. So I hope that helps today, Seeker. We are switching up a little bit with the empath conversation. I cannot wait to dive deeper with you. I will see you in the program and I will see you in the upcoming episodes. I love you so much. Have a good day. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I want you to take a second to put your hand on your heart and maybe even take a deep breath and take in everything that was talked about today that resonated with you. Invite it into your cells, invite it into your mind and into your energy as you upgrade your life. It was a pleasure connecting with you in this episode. If you want more, come find me on Instagram at Talia Joy Manifestation and I'll see you in the next episode. Sending you so much love.